Welcome to Remixing the Narrative. Remixing the Narrative is a podcast that discusses the issues and topics that impact children, families, and education. Through dialogue, we discuss the good, bad, great, and ugly with the hopes to promote change. Tune in to get expert advice and tools to help the whole family. Awesome. So we're going to go ahead and bring Mr. Singleton in. So as you all are coming in, you will see that our conversation is all geared around mentorship. And so I thank you all for coming. How are you, Neil? How are you, sir? All right, let's go ahead and get started. Vondell, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. Can you hear me? I can hear you. I can. How have you been today? You know what? It's been a busy day, but got a lot. I know you said you had all these meetings. I'm like, okay, okay. (laughs) Yep, meeting after meeting. I had about four meetings today. So, oh wow. But this this is the passion part right here. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we're gonna have a great conversation. So, as people are coming in, um, just as I'm sharing right before you came in, this whole conversation is about the power of mentorship, and so every Wednesday, I'll be hosting what's called Remix and Narrative Talks. Um, our men's, our boys' conference was scheduled for May 2nd, but due to everything, we're going to have to postpone it. But I still want us to have opportunities for families and people to share and see just some of the uh, wonderful speakers we had lined up, and also for them just to learn about resources that are available, available for them right now. And so um, as people are coming in, in the comments, the way this works is that if you have a question or if you have a comment, put it in the comments. It will come up on the screen. Um, also, if you would like for us to um, like go back to something we said, put it in the comments, and I'll be having those come up momentarily as we're talking. Um, but we're going to get started because this is exactly 601. And so as people come in, we'll just keep the conversation rolling. And um, I'm excited. This is a new platform, Mondale, so I'm trying to figure it out as we go. So this should be yeah, cool. You and I both. So we'll figure it out together. Yeah. So first question that I have up is the beginning. And so I always love asking um, individuals, especially um, just the wonderful impact that your organization is doing, not only just in Chicago, but just across the nation. The beginning, though, because we have individuals I know that are on here who, one, may have sons who they really want to they're on here because they want to learn more about your organization or secondly, they may be individuals who are looking for, man, how can I be that change? Like, how can I create something as well? So can you share a little bit about the beginning? Like, how did this even come to become what it is today? Yeah, you know, the 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 short story is <laughs> I, I met a mentor, you know, that mentor, he, he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And he extended the opportunity for me to have some exposure. And so in 97, I uh, had never flown a plane. I was 17 years old. Mm. And uh, my first trip was to San Francisco through the Upward Bound program at Marquette University. And uh, it was my first flight. Um, and seeing the palm trees in person, not in the encyclopedia, uh, but in person. Yeah. It actually accelerated something in my brain where I actually realized that I can actually be on a college campus. And so within a year, I enrolled at Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and within four years, graduated from college and wanted to do what my mentor did. So I called him up and said, sir, what do I need to do to pay you back? And he said the same thing that I did for you do for somebody else. 
Mm. That's where the DNA of mentorship happened for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I said, I have to pay him back. And so in order to pay him back, I, I needed to mentor. So that's kind of the short story. So even thinking about the short story, let's now go to the mission and impact of now champs, right? So now we have to pay it back. We're now going into a champs male mentoring program. So paying it forward, when did you see, okay, this is that, that opportunity for me to truly execute and then now pay it forward. So talking about the mission and impact of your organization. Yeah. You know, looking around, you know, daily, we, we talk about the pandemic that we're in. Yeah. I also want to say we're in an epidemic. So we're in a pandemic and an epidemic. The epidemic is gun violence, high rates in Chicago still happening and seeing constantly in the media, our young men being gunned down in the street, killing one another. And part of that, the root problem is lack of resources, lack of opportunities, lack of jobs. And so I knew because of what my mentor did for me, if I was going to do it for somebody else, I had to get down and say, OK, how do I how do I impact young men that look like me that are mm. from similar situations for me? I can relate to them because exactly. I started in the South Side Chicago projects mm. and uh, graduated from college. So I had a, a level of empathy um, to to really get down and be patient with the process, knowing that the work of mentorship is not overnight work. Yeah. It's, it's consistency over and over and over and over. <laughs> it may look like you losing, then you may get a small win and you celebrate that small win. Yeah. You don't discourage when things don't happen fast. Um, and so for me, it's just like looking at the dynamics, the narrative that are expressed in our medias and just like, nah, th this can't be because if it happened for me, it can ha happen for somebody else. And so what made you target in on the demographic that you focus on? So I know you said, boys, that, of course, I think when I looked at your mission, like culturally relevant, right? So being able to connect to be able to have that empathy. But what made you pick the pocket of 12 years and up? Yeah. So, you know, I got my formal education uh, as an education major, uh, mm -hmm. was a teacher, went into the classroom and actually on, on a daily basis saw some of the high needs that you know, our young young men were facing, you know, it was the highest suspension rates, highest dropout rates, the lowest GPA rates and and, and the list goes on and on. So in every every measure across, we were bottomed out. Um, and so I'm like, you know, we have to do something to attack where it is. It starts. And so when you say it starts at home. Yes, I agree with that. However, yeah. when you look yeah. at broken homes, they're not getting fully the attention that they need at home. If the dad is not there, the mom working two or three jobs. And so now you have this, this young kid here out here trying to navigate life. And we know what some of our young men succumb to the gang, yeah. drugs, the violence, because it's in their environment. And until yeah. we pull them out and empower them and expose them to other things, that's the, the cyclical the generational curse that continues to happen over and over and over and over again. So as an educator, seeing this and being in tune, I'm like, OK, we have to do something a little bit drastic. Yeah, the academic portions are fine, but that social emotional learning couple yeah. academics yeah. really begin to tap into the root issue of why Johnny is acting up or acting out or being suspended or getting into fights or running mm -hmm. games. 
is something yep. that's deeper and it takes relationship building and a consistency and being able to listen, you know, and then being able to say, okay, how can I uh, come alongside of you to exactly. help kind of navigate this? And so we introduced what we call Super Saturday Study, uh, which okay. was part of our CHAMPS program. And I said, you know, the Monday through Friday, that's good. That's essential. But that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. We have to actually couple that in every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Give me three hours. Why? It's because there's a lot of foot traffic happening on the weekends. And yep. I, I can intercept and get in a little bit earlier. Mentally, we can give them some food for thought that can kind of help them make better decisions um, in the life that they're navigating. I love that. And just even what you're sharing just about like just being there hand in hand, it kind of goes to my next question. So whenever I talked about, okay, I want to do this boys conference, right? One, it's a passion because I have a son. And so I'm like, I want him to be in a space because I understand the power of having not only strong mentors, but also having strong friendships and those bonds you have with the other young men. Um, I would come up with a wall. And I don't know if you've come across this. So when I was advertising about the conference, the conversation was, well, I mean, does every boy really need a mentor, right? Like, it's, you know, only the boys need mentors that don't have their dads or only boys need mentors that don't, you know, have that person in their life that that person they can look up to. And, and my argument was that I don't believe that, right? I believe at the end of the day, we all, I couldn't, it couldn't hurt me to have multiple mentors, right? So um, have you heard that or have you had that, that pushback? Because I think a lot of times people have this misconception that, these kind of mentoring programs are for at-risk students, for um, boys who may not have that guidance at home. Maybe they do have their father at home. What have you been able to just kind of share when it comes to why it's so crucial that they have a mentor in their lives? Think about it. Every level of greatness, right, starts somewhere. Whether they had a coach, that's the mentor, a preacher, a pastor, that's a mentor, a teacher, a parent, a guardian, a peer, that those are forms of mentorship. I don't care who you are. Everyone needs and must have a mentor. Yes. At this place in my life, which I'll be 40 next month, by the grace of God, I still have mentors, people that speak into my life, people that help guide and, and, and direct me. Yeah. Um, and so it's essential that it's not you know, what we call youth um, that are at risk or youth with complex needs. We all have different needs and we exactly. all should be engaging in the power of mentorship because it's a renewal process. Mm. And here's another thing. It's not that I'm the mentor and they're the mentee or the student versus teacher. We become co-experts. Yeah. It's yep. because the individual that you're mentoring is actually mentoring you. It's yep. Hour and it's a refreshing. That's why I was able to kind of stay hip and young uh, because I'm around youth and they they give me their youthfulness, their life, and so I'm able to take that and give it back to them. And so it's an exchange. Now we're co-experts. It's not just hey, I'm the mentor and you're the mentee. I tell you what to do. No, we learning from each other, and yeah. that and that's the power of mentorship. It's a true exchange. I love that. Um, uh, it's not just a one-sided conversation or one-sided relationship, and I just put up here Erica's comment. She said, OMG, does every boy need a mentor? Yes. And I think about even me as a woman, um, I have both my parents in my life. However, it was so helpful that I had at certain stages of my life, someone else I was able to talk to. It wasn't that I couldn't talk to my mom. I wouldn't, 
couldn't talk to my dad. But for whatever reason, that point in my life, it would just help to have that outside voice or someone who could actually give confirmation to what's happening at home. Right. And so, again, it's really this whole which I love to talk about the village concept. It takes really that village to raise a child and we should be able to feel like, OK, yeah, they're getting the training and the morals and all those things at home. But also, you know what? This is a part of my village who's helping this boy and girl to become well-rounded. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. that's the power of being connected to a village because we're responsible and we are accountable to one yes. another. Yes. Yep. Um, this is something I, I've talked a lot about when it comes to just a lot of the work we do with Burst into Books, like education and just how is that relationship when it comes to our youth. And so uh, I have my opinions and things I'm definitely going to share. But when we think about boys in the education system, um, I would love because when I looked at your three pillars, one of them is education. And I believe that it's so important. Yes, the empowerment and the exposure, but education piece. And so. Uh, why was that so crucial for you? Because I think that mentorship, we sometimes only look on it, look at it on the social emotional piece. But how is it because you take care of that piece? It's reflecting in these other areas for these young men. Yeah, education, both informal and formal, are extremely important. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the foundation of our education, you have to learn how to read. And that's something that you know, and I love what you're doing with Burst into Books, something that even my six year old son, we had to start reading to him in the womb. We had to get him prepared, singing songs and doing nursery rhymes. And so now, you know, he, you build up two, three sight words and, you know, you're able to kind of identify words and you reiterate that. And so you always constantly preparing. So I, I look at that and say, hey, if you can't read, or right by a certain age, the statistics go up high. Yeah. You end up being locked up. See, all the school of prison pipeline is very real. So and real. so our, essentially education, um, having a proper education. And that may look like, okay, a kid is getting ready, is 17, 18, getting ready to uh, graduate from high school. And, you know, we push in college, but they may find an internship or a trade or certification. As long as we get in the proper education and we get in the proper supports, we have to be able to support that process. And I, I have found that young men who start off doing really well, they get into what we call a fixed mindset. Yeah. They have the growth mindset anymore because things have become so easy and they rely on talent and skill alone. And what you have to do, you have to stay sharp, you have to stay engaged, you have to push yourself and challenge yourself and couple that in with, all right, what is the next step for me? I'm yeah. here, but I have to have some goals. And so I talked a couple of days about setting goals and conquering those goals, right? Writing those goals down is something powerful when you write it down. And that's something that happened to me when I got to college, I wasn't able uh, to achieve high levels of uh, academic prowess in high school. But when I got to college, I said, I got a new start. Here it go. <laughs> Let me write down my three goals. And not, I, it's a new I beginning. Learned, I learned those individuals write their goals, right? And see them and you and you steady, you know, meditating on them and, and you working towards them, you're able to accomplish them. So I wrote down three goals real quick. One, I wanted to get above a 3.0 GPA. Two, 
I wanted to get scholarships and grants. And then three, I wanted to graduate in four years. I wanted to be the first one out of my family to graduate from college. Guess what? I fulfilled all three goals. Is because it stayed on my mind. The moments where I wanted to quit, and there were a lot of times, I would go back to my goals and said, nope, can't do it. These goals are holding me accountable now. And so, yeah, that education is really important. And in information has to be translated to education, which means you act on what you know. Exactly. Uh, additional piece I want to add on is us both working in high school. I'm sure you see how there's this high influx of young black boys or Latinx boys that are in the freshman classes, right? And then as you progress from sophomore, junior, senior year, that, that number goes down. And that's always been disheartening for me, um, especially because a lot of them had nothing to do with lack of ability, right? And it didn't have to do with so much that they didn't want to. Um, but I think even with that fixed mindset, it was some things that were already implanted in them about where they could land, right? So I had boys who already came to me already believing that Ms. Gorham, that's not me. You know what I mean? Or I, I'm, I'm always the troublemaker. I'm always the one. And so it's like trying to reverse those mindsets. And so I wanted to know, like, even with your mentorship program, maybe, yeah, they had those goal setting and all those different things. But how have you seen, because I just couldn't help but, but know that them coming to you every Saturday and every week, just the fact alone that I have this person that I know that believes in me and is looking at me, that's going to be something else that's a driving force behind me because that's going to be helping me not only to fix my mindset to even set goals, but to know that even when I want to quit on myself, there's somebody else that's not going to quit on me. Um, do you have any like stories with that or do you just just like amen that, that that's true? <laughs> yeah, amen and amen. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's nothing like having a, a positive uh, role model, right? That yeah. you that you can touch, that you can interact with, especially when they are consistent. And so for me, I knew that once I started the mentoring program, there were going to be a lot of boys to test it to see if it was really real. And so I'll, the one thing for me, I knew that I had to do, I had to be consistent. So yeah. it's negative 20 degrees outside. I'm still coming on Saturday at 10 o'clock. Mm. So you won't be able to beat me to say, hey, Mr. Singleton, you didn't show up, right? It's very few times where I haven't showed up in five years. And it's it, and it's hurting me now that I'm not able to physically be in that space. Yeah. Because when you build that momentum, what happens is you build a reputation. And so people say, oh, yeah, that program, they consistent. Yeah, they meet every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And, and, and the powerful thing is we talk about retaining and, and retention. Uh, you know, those those younger uh, relationships when uh, kids are transitioning from eighth to ninth grade is a really critical year. I yeah. lost my mother in my eighth grade year and it was really, really difficult for me to navigate a lot of things um, from a growth and development standpoint, from a mental yeah. standpoint, from a spirit, spiritual, emotional. You're still learning and you're growing. And so stability and routine is extremely important yeah. for uh, eighth grader, ninth grader. And the more they have like touches of support, care and accountability, the longer they will stay in that process. The less of that that they have, less accountability. They won't show up for school and no one's checking. Mm -hmm. they, they continue down that path. So it's really, really important to have coaches, supports, mentors, teachers um, really supporting, especially ninth graders. Critical yes. yes. And as we are continuing on, we have people who are coming, which I love, and I'll sh shout them out in a second. If you're watching, share this video, share it, share. I want people to join this conversation as we're talking about why is mentorship so important in our community and just what can we do as we play a part? Um, I love 
the word you just said, consistency. And that is just something that I've also know that's even true for the work that I do, that it's important that when you build relationships with the youth and their parents, you it's it's you actually um it's so rewarding because now they look at you as a part of that family, right? Yeah. So the moment that you leave or the moment you are less consistent, it also puts up their guards, right? And so um, right now we're in a situation which is hard for me. I can't be with my families physically, right? I can't, um, there's been some programming. I've had some families reach out to me like, oh, he's missing this or oh, we miss you. And, you know, and just being consistent is still very necessary during this time. And so the question I had is just like, as you, I'm sure you've been like really thinking about this. What does mentorship look like during this pandemic? Right. So maybe we have some consistent programming and things that have been like clockwork. We don't know how long we're going to be in the house. <laughs> we don't know how long, you know, people are worried. Um, you know, relationships are, you know, you know, it's hard when you're not in the same space with someone. Virtual is cool, but it's not the same. Um, and so I just wanted to talk to that. Like mentorship is important. But what does it look like now during this pandemic? And what does it look like for you? Yeah, let me acknowledge that, you know, this time, I've never seen a time like this in my entire life. No. Um, you know, so the the pause and really think about the time that we're in is just like unheard of. Um, and then when you did when you dig deeper in the data and you see the African-American community, again, it's a pandemic going on, but the epidemic is still going on at yeah. the time so you're wrestling with two fights a pandemic and an epidemic all yes. at once and so what happens is this mental trauma this heavy trauma that we're not able to process and i'm still trying to recover from the last couple uh young men that were shot and killed right supposed to been going to a funeral didn't even get a chance to go it was in the middle of this haven't even talked about it and so for me i'm like okay this time now has to be used to keep us engaged to stay mentally sharp and so yeah. i'm telling young men our mentors we have to stay engaged and mentally sharp we have to be creative during this time with our time to make sure that we become the version 2.0 of ourselves so like daily calls you know i know the, the virtual calls are not the same but they're important keep consistency so we're yeah. going on in, into our third week of virtual calls set up a google classroom doing remind messages whatever i can to kind of keep rhythm and keep consistency and so what happens though when you're not in the physical spaces and you're not getting that in-person in interaction you lose momentum so you have to figure out ways to kind of conjure that momentum back and keep everybody engaged and i gotta say it's very very difficult yeah. um, but we have to use this time to come out better than when we when we started yeah two things came to mind when you said that one um, and i want to say them so you can think about your response the first is who keeps the mentor mentally sharp right because i know that even during this time um, I had to be honest with myself a few days of just kind of unplugging and being able to really regroup because just as much as life is happening with my students and happening with the families I serve, life has been happening with our own family, right? And so just being able to make sure that we're not trying to pour out of these empty cups. And then the the second thing is just the idea of, okay, so we we know that for some of our mentees or people who came to our program, our program was safe havens, right? And so um, what I mean by that is that even in my classroom or even in my program, there were kids that them coming to my program was like 
will put a smile on their face because at home is so much dysfunction, right? Or, you know, I look forward to these events because my parents really can't afford it. And I love the fact that it's free. And so we can come consistently. So that thing is lost. And so um, the first question is like, how do you keep mentally sharp? Because I think it is important that we understand that we don't just disconnect and people can understand life happens, but that, that consistency is important as I saw someone mention. Um, but also, how do we also, um, yeah, let's start with that. Like, how do you stay mentally sharp to be able to help these young men to stay mentally sharp? Yeah, first of all, you got to be honest with yourself, right? Like, again, this is a crazy time that we in. So first, acknowledge, like, this is crazy. But second, you got to fight to maintain to have some some type of routine, right? So for me, it's like, what information do I need to read every day? Starting off with prayer and meditation for me, something that I always do every day. And that's familiar to me. And then like, for those of you who have a support system, I have a, a wonderful wife. She's also an administrator and she's been extremely busy. Um, and so like making sure that we kind of talking through and staying like mentally focused on like, okay, what goals do we have? So like yeah. every day I have to clean, <laughs> I have to clean, uh, every day I have to, say, okay, I'm going to get this done by the end of the day. I have to make sure that, you know, like, um, washing the dishes, uh, doing the laundry, like that's therapeutic for me. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. and then being able to announce to my wife, <laughs> like, yep. See what I did. <laughs> okay. The laundry. I did the dishes and she like, yep. And then also spending that time to listen to her to make mm -hmm. sure that she's able to kind of, but that balance is, is crucially important. Yeah. There's a saying or a scripture that say, what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. So you can be out trying to save the whole world, but you lose your own soul in the process. So for me as a helper in the helping business, these are things that I've been able to do to stay refreshed over all of these years. And just because we're quarantined at home, that shouldn't change. Matter of fact, it should be all the more because now you have time to reflect. I was telling uh, the mentors and mentees on the call last week that for the first time I had the opportunity to drink a cup of water and feel it going through my body. Mm. And ah, this feels refreshing. Why is because we always move. Yeah. Fast, fast, yeah. fast, fast, going, going, going. We don't process anything. And so use this time to process and in that course, you're able to kind of stay sharp, stay grounded. And for me, as a helper, as we're giving out, we can kind of give out of the overflow versus exactly. like running on fumes, which is really important. Yes. Um, a few people I just want to share their comments. So Lauren McGee said mentorship is contact. During this time, he likes to make sure he's consistent with um, the youth as much as important. Um, he likes to, he likes making consistent contact with the youth is important. He's able to keep contact with his 253 young men through different methods, which, whether that's the house party app, calls, things of that nature. And again, um, I talked to my brother. What's up, Vic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he he said that he's in agreement with you that mentorship must be consistent. Um, and again, I think that like you said, we're in times where we're quarantined, but this is also, I think. There's no good time to be quarantined, but this is actually one of the best situations because we do have technology. We do have all these different ways that I can physically see you. 
Um, I'm thinking about when I was in high school, we didn't have cell phones and all these different things like that. And so to be able to have this much technology to keep in um, contact is cool. And Vic said, what's up? <laughs> um, Joseph out, uh, I think it was Christian. He was on earlier. So I'm I'm kind of seeing your post. So I don't, them too as they go. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. So when it pop up, I'm kind of seeing it. So what, what's up, Christian? He was one of the original champs members at Gary Comer College Prep. Yeah, with the football. Yeah, I saw his comment as well. Um, Joseph Williams said, hey, you guys, what's up, Joe? Um, he said that's real important. Self-care is much important. Um, Erica spoke to iron sharpens iron. My trusted intellectual circle and my fam helps me to stay present. And yes, a routine is critical. Um, I listen a lot to um, people who are, you know, leaders in their industries. And some of the things they always share is that you got to have some non-negotiables. You got to have some things that you do every single day because you know that's going to help you to be filled. And it's going to help you to be able to um, make sure you're doing doing your best. Uh, Vicky Sharon, I want to share this because it speaks to the work you help with him. He said, when... I was a student my senior year in 2015. Every morning and end of the day, Singleton always has something positive and motivational for me to think up once to become better than I ever thought I was. Involvement, my music and sports. Now I'm in the big leagues and I got my name across the world. Thanks to him and my parents and family. Also Chance family who motivated the success. Champs all in. Champs all in, baby. <laughs> all in. Everybody doing the all in. We've been rocking all in for years. And so yeah, yeah. Cool to see this all in thing. But my thing is like he's able to tell that story and now he's able to pass it and and and, and pay it forward. And, and and that's the power of it. It is a quote that I always uh, like to share and like to say from Oral Roberts. He says, success without a successor is failure. Mm become successful until you're able to give that success to somebody else. I love that. I, I love to hear testimonies like that. And my hope and my prayer is that the same individuals that I've been blessed to Im impact, that they do the same for somebody else. That's how we continue the legacy uh, of and the power of mentorship. I love that. And um, just, just even there, you're going to my next piece was like call to action. So what do you believe in this time is really like the call of action for us. And when it comes to mentorship and as we just know what the state of we're in, like what would you say is our call to action? Um, I would say, you know, the call to action is number one, come together. Yeah. Right? Like let's, let's, let's get, let's get real about the systemic issues, the racism and discrimination that we face. Let's come together and really like, let's get behind because now when we leave from this situation, we're going to leave totally different. All the social rules are going to be changed. The way businesses operate, the way yep. you have events, the way you do this, the way school is. And so now we can kind of like start from scratch and rebuild what we want it to look like. So we have yep. an opportunity that we've never had before. Right. To really process. I wonder how many billion dollar uh, businesses are about to come out of this. Mm. Right. And, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, we have social media is great, but let's not just be consumers of it. Exactly. Let's start yeah. to figure out how do we produce and how do we get ahead? So that way we coming out, like I said, a version 2.0 of ourselves. And everybody has a responsibility to hold themselves accountable and say, again, what are the goals, the short goals that I'm working on? What are the long term goals that I'm working on? And then how do I add value? in whatever mm -hmm. specific field that I'm in, that I'm going into, 
Like we should at least come out with at least three to five ideas, at least yeah. that change the whole world that can change the whole generation of the community. So, you know, that that's kind of like my thinking is like, what are we doing with the time that we have right now to accelerate everything? Yeah. And I think about even what you said in regards to when you went to college, this was like a world reset. Right. So even if the way you were doing business, you weren't necessarily the most successful or if you were, you can consider like some new systems. When you think about just your relationships with individuals, I think just even um, in every area of our lives, you have an opportunity to be able to do some reset, restructuring, um, really just make some best new best practices, because I think that it's going to be hard, as you already said, for you to be in this and come out the same. If you did, that means at this time, really, I know that it can be stressful. It's a lot going on, but it also can be very fruitful, as you spoke of. Um, and so what are some things that I can do that will be even more impactful for my community? Think about what is missing and how you could be that gap, filling in the gap. And then also maybe how can you, like you said, be able to sharpen up some areas and be able to get some things intact. Absolutely. Yes. Um, what's next? So I know that before this, you know, pandemic, you got some stuff cooking. I saw a lot of, uh, I know that your program has been, been pushed and implemented in other cities, which is excited. Um, I remember you just kind of talked about some partnerships. And so even currently now, like, what would you, what are you, the visionary seeing what's next for, um, for Champs and for mentorship? So right now, you know, the past couple of days, like one of my goals is to really build out our virtual curriculum. We have an awesome curriculum workbook style, but now it's time to kind of like accelerate that, do some online courses, building those out. And then also, you know, partnering with some individuals to figure out how do we um, create a physical space uh, for our programs to be able to kind of come and fellowship and enjoy one another. So those are more forward, uh, forward thinking ideas that we have. And then also like, okay, champs conference, we were supposed to have it. Yeah. Uh, and th it looks like it's definitely going to have to be postponed. So kind of thinking through when would be a good timeline and yeah. how we can do it bigger. We can do it better because everybody going to be excited to do something. And <laughs> now we can use that space and that time and that opportunity. Um, and it's our fifth one. So we want our fifth one to really, really be special. So, yeah, in the immediate, those are some of the things that uh, we're really, really focused on. But then long term is continue to, you know, meet the needs of those individuals who are looking for a social emotional learning program, a champs culturally helping and making positive success focus on those three E's and build those chapters out um, across the nation. Yes. Um as I share a few more of the comments that have been made, um, this is going to move into like our question time. So if you have questions for Vondale, if you have any comments you want to say to him, um, I've appreciated those who watch who've been a part of either champs or doing their own mentorship. I think it's so important that we're having this com community conversation because again, it allows us to see the great work that's happening across the city and just how mentorship has been very impactful in your life. And so I'm going to share some of the comments that have been shared. And if you have a question, if you have a comment that you would want to add, this would be the perfect time to do that. And so the first one I'm going to share is again, um, I believe it's Vic. He says, as a nation, we are hitting the reset button. We are now able to value the things that in the past we didn't deem important. 
as for my brother, he had a huge impact on my life because of him. I've dedicated my life to the youth. Uh, I do agree with that. I believe that there's quite a few things that now, um, because we don't have those quick ways to be distracted, uh, we're now being able to see that like, what really is important. Like what was what was taking up my time? <laughs> right? Like, was I taking up my time with the right things? And if not, how can I really reset and be able to um, do those things right? Yeah. And, and, and thanks for sharing that, too, Vic. I think, um, you know, as we do hit this reset button, we we do need to come out a better version of ourselves. So this yeah. is the time to start all over, start from scratch, start forgiving all the people that you holding grudges with so you can heal yourself because forgiveness is not for them. It's for you. <laughs> um, and then to start to figure out ways on which you can kind of build capacity. So one of the things that I shared the other day Build your network. You know yeah. how, how many uh, people that's at home that are billionaires and millionaires. And they are so busy, right? right. And <laughs> yep. they're at home, like chilling. Mm -hmm. This is the time to slide in their DMs, hit them up, and say, "Hey, would you mentor me? Would you show me the ropes?" And maybe they don't get back to you, but at least you won't be able to say you didn't reach out. This is a perfect time to come out better. Right. And we need to have that energy because the next time when something like this happens, we can be ready to, you know, walk through it, leap through it. We won't be so caught off guard. And I think the virtual learning and trying to get caught up with all of these elements, we were caught off guard. And so, yes, we have laptops going around the city, but that's not good enough if they don't know how to work it or their parents can't turn it on. So it's some education gaps that we need to go ahead and fill. And that's why we're working on our virtual learning and our curriculum and, and getting it up to par on where it needs to be as well. Awesome. So who, before we get to some questions, if people have them, who would you say, I know you shared about um, a gentleman earlier, but who would be your current mentors? Who? <laughs> Oh man, Steve Robertson, uh, of course, um, another mentor who helped me, Giles Patterson, Skip Henderson, um, uh, current mentors right now, uh, Eric Thomas, um, uh, Rodney Patterson, who is one of Eric Thomas's mentors. He's on, on my board. Um, Larry Miller, Michael Jordan CEO. You know, he mentors me. We do monthly mentoring calls specifically to give me the blueprint on business and how he took Michael Jordan's brand to the next level. So kind of getting that blueprint and insight over the past year and a half. And there and there are like a hundred young people that that mentor me. The, the young men in my program, the other mentors in the Champs program, they mentor me. They don't know it, but they mentor me. So, yeah, I love it. Um, one thing I wanted to say, and I know you you mentioned Eric Thomas, who I absolutely adore. I listen to all the time. And um, similar to you, I have quite a few people in my life who are mentors. I think that it's so important that when I think about a commonality in the men that you share is that they are servants first. Right. They are givers. They are people about the people that they're they're serving and what they're doing. And I think so many times. Um, we can even hear those names and just doing the work that I'm doing. Like you can hear names like, oh, how are they able to connect with that person? How are they able to connect that person? And a lot of times because of like-minded hearts of wanting to serve, right? And so I think we have to go into when we are building these new ventures and doing these new ideas for the right reasons, not because I want to be able to say I know this person and I could be able to 
how this person in my event, but really understanding that people are attracted to like-minded individuals who are here to serve and to give and the fruits of all that other stuff comes with it, right? And but you're not seeking that as the as the carrot that's getting you going. Right. That's just something that comes along with it. But understanding that ultimately you're just doing the work. The rest of those things are gonna take care of themselves. Those relationships will be authentic. The people you're able to build with will be authentic. Uh, but if you're not doing it for the right reasons, it's not gonna last anyway, right? And so no. just having those right relationships is so important. Yeah. All day, every day, and and the, and I think the key is uh, is is making sure that you are always looking to make that relationship, you know, um, you know, go both ways. It's not just like mutual is the word that I'm looking for. Mutual yeah. relationship, it's not just give me, give me, give me, but you know, it's a give and take on on both. And I and I can honestly say that's what I've tried to do with all of my mentoring relationships. Is yeah, they pouring into me, but I want to figure out a way where I can help, you know, uh, them accelerate too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I wanted to say, Vondell, I appreciate you so much being able to take this time to, to spend some of your Wednesday with me. And I'm so appreciative of just the work that you're doing. Um, you are definitely someone who I look up to in the work that you're doing. And I even appreciate as I've been thinking through how to do a lot of this community organizing, you being that listening ear for me. Um, I just want to say that publicly. I appreciate that. And uh, I want you to be able to, before we get out at the bottom of the screen, I have your website so people can learn more. And if they want to sign up their boys, they can know where to go. Um, is there anything you want to add to that so they can know really how they can get connected to you? Yeah, just stay locked in stay in tune. Like we got a lot of work to do um, yeah. on this time. And so, you know, one of our young men said, hey, you know, I asked him, I said, hey, how can we let people know your peer age group um, that this is serious? And he said, look, you know, I'm on social media all day. Y'all got to keep coming with it. Keep putting it out there. Keep telling us, you know, keep giving messages. So we just kind of thinking through, like, how do we, you know, continue on our end communicating information and, and not just being consumers of it, but producing, yeah. producing, producing. Um, and, and then also just, you know, figuring out, you know, how we can kind of share uh, just small little tips and tricks on what we've been doing. So, you know, champsmentoring.com, our social media, all our handles at Champs Mentoring. So it's easy for everybody to follow. But reach out if you need help, if you need support. Um, and we'll try to do the best that we can to help support you during this this rough time. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. Um, I appreciate you. Me. This was a yeah. privilege. Keep up the great work that you're doing. And, and I'm you, yeah. hopefully we can get that conference back. Going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you had quite you had quite the line up there. Yeah, it's going to happen. I, you know, I'm I'm with you. I believe that all things happen when they're supposed to. And so okay. even when it was a pause, I'm in the same way. Like, you know what? Me having to postpone it means there's going to be another set of boys that needs to be there that's going to now be available to come. So absolutely, I, I'm definitely excited. So thank you so much. Um, you all, thanks. Let's, let's thank Mondale for his time. And again, go to champsmentoring.com to learn more. Take care.